So, you know, we're going to roll. But we both got to see Barbie today. Oh, my God. Can we talk about it? I would love to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I loved Barbie. that movie. And I, I'm Barbie just going to say it. I love that movie. Oh, I my loved God. That movie. It was great. And Dude. honestly, I didn't go into it with, like, any expectation. I know that it's been talked about and hyped up here or and hyped down, you I... know what I mean, in different places. So I, I really went in blank. And I, I really didn't think that much about it other than it's a Barbie movie. Do you want to know what and... I wanted it knowing? That I was going to cry? Didn't know I was actually going to cry more than I did. And at different well, points in the movie. I knew what it was about. And Welcome I knew to Barbie what podcast. people argued <laughs> about it about. But I, uh, I really can go I still off. went into I still went into it with like a blank open mind, like not really expecting much or not. I don't think that's the right way of wording it, but it's not that I wasn't expecting you much. Have, you didn't have any expectations. I didn't have any expectations, high oh, or yeah. low. It was fantastic. It was oh, probably one of the best movies I've watched like for a while. Lately? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's so funny. So let's talk about the discourse great. around this. Is like It's basically men who had their fragile little egos hit because of this movie. It's so funny because I went to see it with a man. Not by choice. He's like, I don't know if that was the worst movie I've ever seen or if I actually was amused and it was funny. And I was like, oh, did you not get it? The best part okay. is, so I went I went with my daughter because obviously we're going to leave some of this and I can clip Just, that out if you need me to. I mean, my kid loved it. I mean, even as a boy, okay? So that, but that's the thing. I, I am all for people bringing their daughters to this movie. I think it's very important. But I even brought my son and honestly he, it's to show him how not to teach women like pieces of garbage see he's he's raised by me oh, yeah and it's just the two of us in the household he was confused for some of it like because but he understood a lot of it but he also had points where he's not a super barbie kid so he doesn't understand all those little things so he understood the huge message of it but it, he didn't get all the undertones and different extra things so it was good. And he was just kind of like, yeah, it was a good movie. Kind of like he didn't he didn't get it on my soul. Yeah. God. So it's funny because I took my daughter and dude, she was tackling through this entire movie. It was nice because she is a woman. So it was mm -hmm. it was interesting to see it through my eyes, but then like kind of see it through her getting hers. and she understood about 99% of this entire movie. Well, I wasn't sure how much of a Barbie kid she was that she got she those subtle. wasn't um, a huge one, but she knew. I had Muppet face for like the first 20 minutes. Grace's favorite part of the movie was the Ken song. And I thought she was going to hate it because it gave such, with, with all the clips that you saw without seeing <clears> the entire <throat> thing, it gives <clears> such <throat> Kristoff into like Lost in the Woods vibes. And she fucking hates that song. She hates it. It's so cringe. So when it started, she goes, I just look but over. But it was and she different than, yeah. Is, when it started, I just look over and Grace goes, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. She was physically. Oh, in so she was mentally preparing for it? No, she heard the bars coming and she heard him start singing. And she got so physically embarrassed for Ken. And then the dance scene happened where all of them are dressed in I black. I thought those were fantastic. Thought, and then she changed her mind and she's like, this is my favorite part of the entire movie. <clears throat> and it's all the dancing and it's so fucking funny. 
Well, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, all the dance scenes, I was like, okay, we're going with this. But then I just kind of, like, I was rolling with it. And like all the different, I was like, no, I, I got this. I'm, I'm vibing with this. Like, this is fantastic. That scene. And she loved the beach fight scene between all the Kens. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it was great. great. And then, of course, like I cried. The part, the first time I cried in this movie was when America Ferreira was deprogramming that one Barbie. And she's going off. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I look over at Grace and she's just like, because she understood everything that she's explaining because we know as women i'm fucking bollock and she looks up and she goes are you crying i'm like yeah i'm crying this is this hits so close to fucking home it's so depressing and i actually her eyes were watery like i could see it so that was amazing i started to like tear oh. up like a little bit in the beginning teared up when she met when she met Ruth in the in the building, like there were so many little times that like I was tearing up. Yeah. And I was like, oh. dude, my favorite. She Grace clocked when the music was changing, when her existential dread was coming through, and they changed the lyrics in the music. <laughs> That's what was happening. It was so good. And then, of course, at the end, is the only part of the movie she didn't understand because she doesn't know what a gynecologist is. Oh, <laughs> that's the only thing she didn't understand. It doesn't. And because it's so funny because you think because we are fucking crying our eyes out so sad because, you know, they do the little like memory. <laughs> I meal. laughed so hard. Oh, my God. So we're in tears in shambles and Grace's makeup is gone. And she's like in tears and shambles as they do the memory thing. And I had and you're seen... cackling and she's like, I don't get it. No, 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 no. It was oh. prior to that. Oh. That's what I'm saying. When they're doing the memories and like showing yep. all the things. So I'm fucking crying. Grace is crying. And, like, we're still in that mode as she's, like, in the car and they're driving her up. And we are both thinking, oh, my God, she's going to get a job. And then she says, the yeah. Gyneco- and then she gets a gynecologist. And I totally thought Grace- she was walking into Mattel and getting I some know. important, like. And then fucking Grace and I shackles so fucking loud. The best part <laughs> is, like, the movie theater, everyone was laughing at all the different. It was amazing. I actually, and you don't I need think to go see the part Barbie of, movie like, now. one of <laughs> the best experiences for me. Well, I'm hoping everyone's already seen it no, by this point. I because hope so. This will be out in... This is going to come out like a month later. So anyways, that was one of the best parts so for me because I don't know what it was because we went on a Saturday, but my theater was surrounded by old ladies. It was awesome. I, I think it just made my heart so happy because I was like... Oh, well, Barbie this, was this, such this, a big well, deal. Ex- that's what I meant. And like... Just to see all these like old ladies in the theater watching this Barbie movie. And like, I just, it was amazing. It was so good. I would watch it again. I want to buy this shit on DVD. I don't even care. I will say the only thing that I am slightly saddened about with the Barbie movie, missed opportunity on Barbie end. Oh boy. I will not hold it against them because it was a great movie. But this is just a chance for Barbie too. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping that this is just their chance at redemption. But I feel like it was a missed opportunity because as much music as there was in this movie, I think Mattel seemed to forget that Barbie produced her own cassette tape and it came with a Barbie doll. And I used to have that cassette tape on repeat constantly. And if Think Pink came on through the theater, I would have been singing the entire damn song still decades later because that is how much it played 
for so me the, when I was the, young. The only other thing that I learned about we the should Barbie- have Think Pink be our intro. No, that we probably no, get sued. I would get sued. <laughs> get sued. Get taken down so Think fast. Pink, the other thing, the girls. And then the only missed other opportunity that I I wish they had. I really want to know the entire Skipper story. I, I want to know, know what happened. Well, that's I why I wonder the if there'll be a. I hope there'll be another one. Something the, else. This shit was or great. like a a Netflix Netflix special. That Kennergy was real good. I want that shirt. I, I think I've seen it somewhere. Sells it. Ken I wore just, at the end. The the Knuff. I am Knuff. Yeah, I am Knuff. Yeah, I think I I've seen it. it. It popped up from, somewhere for me where there is. I don't remember who's selling it. But I did recently see it and I wanted to buy it because I didn't see the movie yet. I want you to know, Crystal, that you are Kenuff. That you are Kenuff. I think it's You know what's not Kenuff? This book. This book. That is exactly where I was going with that. What book did we read, Ariel? Don't give me that. Don't give me the fish face. This week on the days of our lives. We're off to a rousing start, folks. <laughs> it's nighttime. Can you tell? Uh, this is when Ariel uh, turns into weird Batman. They have weird body. She's got fall. weird Batman. Because <laughs> I'm trying not to fall asleep. Yo, watch her just pass I am, out mid conversation. I am legit mid uh, weird Barbie. That's like. I know. That's like I think my, we're all a little bit of weird Barbie. I think, I think, we're, I think we're definitely. This week on Barbie. This week on the dramatic episode of the Smutty Book Club, we read The Games We Play by Katie Ray. There is no previously on, because this is the debut novel of Katie Ray. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it is because it is. We have read Katie Ray's books before, and this was not on purpose, because if we had realized who this was, we would not have read it, but the wheel did this to us again. The first book we read of hers, we loved. We loved. We loved. The second book, we did not. So because it was so up and down, we were like, Psh, not again. But somehow, something snuck in. We did not realize. And look what has happened. Stay tuned. Mm. So, I need to tell you who you remind me of. Oh, no. When you just did that. Was it not um, Days of Our Lives? It's Keith Morrison from Dateline. Trying to tell me I'm a man. (laughs) Have you never heard Keith Morrison? Tonight on Dateline. Oh, (laughs) I was trying to be dramatic, like the start of like yeah, phase of our just lives turned or something. Into a true crime host, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! There was no true crime in this book. Well, oh wait, uh, just kidding. I forgot what was. we read. I forgot what we read. Please hold. What did you think? I we watched read? the Barbie movie and oh. read two books in between. Please hold. There was true crime in this book. This book had this. kidnapping. This book had stalking. This book. Had attempted. Is this funny to you? I need to stop. Um, Continue. I just um, need you to finish the sentence. This book had lots of weird crime. So if that's your thing. Listen, you know what this book did Maybe this have? is your thing. Good writing. Any trigger warnings for any of the things you literally no. just mentioned? No, it did not. Attempted schmapies. Attempted murder. Kidnapping. Lots Domestic of, violence. Lots of things. Domestic violence. This is your trigger warning. For this book, your trigger warning. Here you go. You're welcome. Congratulations. You're a winner. Except if, no, you're not. If you read this book. Insert that song from Moana. You're welcome. What can I say? You're welcome. Yeah. Oh. Anyways. For real though, we 
We read a book for the podcast a while back. It was called Raptor. Nope. Talk about the other one. It was called Rogue. It was an MMF book. It was Katie Ray's, I think, newest one. It was fantastic. It was well written. The schmixy times were fantastic. It was all around a really good read, and we really Really enjoyed it. it. We really liked it. So we were like, hold up, wait a minute. We didn't realize that. Put a little Buddha in it. Sorry. We didn't realize that we plopped a book right out of a series. Why don't we go back to the beginning of that series and read the first one or put it in our wheel and the wheel will tell us when we can read the first one. And the wheel did. I don't know how many episodes later was like, you're a winner. Here, read this book. And we read Raptor. And Raptor was the first book in that military series that Katie Ray had written. And we hated it. We were very disappointed. It wasn't, I don't think that was that we hated it. I was being It was just that we were disappointed because the bar had been risen so high with Rogue. And then we were like, this is not the same. What on earth happened? And it was like, darn. Like, and I know sometimes when you read a book from an author, it can be like hit or miss. And we try to avoid hit or miss authors sometimes. But that's why we were like, oof. We're not reading any more of that series. And this one just happened to be her debut novel. And if we had thought Raptor was rough, buckle up. You're in for a ride. I will say, though, given that this is her debut novel, it is still better than some other novels I have read. This could have been last week's book. Absolutely. This is not (laughs) a terrible book. However, you definitely needed trigger warnings. However, there were huge grammatical mistakes. There were giant words missing in many sentences. I shouldn't have to read sentences and be like, I think this is what they said because she used the wrong yours a couple times. And that's a super pet peeve of mine. Like, dude, know you're yours. This, this sentence here decided to with everyone who wore king shorts. It, w- it should have said decided to go with everyone. Oh. So the word go was missing. There were multiple grammatical errors in this that yeah for your first novel I kind of get it but as somebody who's obviously grown so much since then the fact that she has not gone and fixed this on Kindle at least is a little frustrating to me because if somebody started with her newer series and went to pick her older work or started with her newer work wouldn't make it to her better series knowing Like, if I had started with this series, I would never have gone to Rogue, which was is a great book. So this book, The Games We Play, is about Case, Allie, and Cam. The book starts out at a bar, and they all meet each other. Case is a Major League Baseball player. Cam is a Major League Football player. They are so used to everyone recognizing them by face, if not by name. And... When Allie walks up to them and they kind of have a holy shit, this girl is gorgeous, I want her moment, they think that their fame is going to get the girl when in fact she is in like her worst place ever and does not want to even be at the bar, but is doing a major favor for a friend and is covering her shift, even though that's not her job at all, and has no idea who these nincompoops are. And basically, I mean, 
I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure the only person on the planet in sports that I could 100% be so confident in picking out of a lineup would be Tom Brady. Any other person in the entire sports world? No idea. Not a one. I understand that. Also, Not a single one. when the book started, the way that Case talked about Cam, I thought Cam was a girl at first. And I was really confused. I and didn't I, only because we had read the, what the book was about. Yeah, I forgot about it. So sue me. Yeah. He also kind of talks like he's in love with him. So. And then. Because they do have I, this weird love. Oh, yeah. I also swear to God, I thought I had read this book before. Only because the beginning sounded so familiar. Some of these sports romances are so similar. True. But the name, too. And I was like, I know it. Goodreads said I didn't. So I'm going to go off of that. But it's entirely possible I did. And then, of course, I was like, of course he feels her presence. I don't know why I went into this book so fucking cynical. I and it was why. so, like, insta. It was like, oh, yeah. I've never had a girl. And then all of a sudden, they just had one look at this girl. And then all of a sudden. I just liked Allie, though, because yeah. she was so mouthy. She hated her fucking oh, yeah. job. And it was great. I liked her. I, I Yeah. So Case and Ham grew up together and they both became famous sports people together. It was just an interesting dynamic. And they have had to go through that spotlight together and learn it's hard to trust other people. So they literally have each other and that's kind of it. So they really, like you were saying, kind of have this little bromance going on. And it's it's palpable, their little bromance. And I almost felt, there's no almost about it. I, I felt that there was a disservice to this book. And I think it's because it was her debut novel and she didn't quite know how to navigate that because she obviously wasn't afraid of doing that more recently. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was a very disservice to this book to not make this an MMF instead of an MFM because that romance. Been, I think that if it was an MMF, it probably would have elevated the book a lot more. I, I obviously saw that she was not able to describe other things accurately and was not able to put trigger warnings. So I was like, oh, maybe she just doesn't know how to like accurately put the labels on this one and we'll get surprised. And I was like waiting for that. No, we didn't get surprised. So spoiler alert, but there's no sword crossing. Sorry, sad face. So they meet her. She's kind of like, fuck you people. And they're like, no, no, no. She's like, they're going to, they're going to fight for her. And well, because normally can... they have a completely different server mm-hmm. as well. So usually Mary. Mary. And she's covering for Mary because Mary's out sick. Mary's her neighbor. That's the friend she was covering for. But she felt the connection between them two and it scared her. So she took off and went home. So we do learn about her backstory and her domestic violence history with Alan. And we get a flashback from her from two years ago and when she used to work at a bar and why she doesn't want to be working at a bar now. But the only reason she is is because, like we said, Mary, her neighbor and friend, it used to be her mom's best friend, but her mom passed away. She's sick with cancer and she doesn't want to lose her job during the chemo and radiation. So Allie, in addition to her regular job, said she'd take her shifts, even though she's afraid of it part that bothered me was whatever because originally I, I didn't realize that they were going to give her a fake name because they gave her 
but they're oh yeah that's right that's right that's very important kind of when they realized um, that she didn't know who they were yeah they gave her fake names because they, they wanted just, to have a fresh start with her oh, and right and yeah. of course this part bothered me they got kind of really offended when Allie thought that they were partners and there is a consistent theme throughout a lot of this book where they get super offended so the vibe that I got is it kind of like took me aback because I was like okay cool you don't need to say it someone protests too much here yeah well that's why I thought maybe we'd be be going in a better uh, direction but yeah they ended up like laughing about it yeah and and i mean of course like when they came up with their names and stuff it's just like nicknames that they have with kids and of course i'm like at least they admitted that they're not creative so like there's that and the only other thing that bothered me prior to the alan thing was there was time jumps and they weren't always notated at the beginning of the time jump like the first time jump was three weeks and it was notated on like in my phone the second page of the chapter so it was inconsistent a little bit in that way but in a way that I feel like first novels can be. Yeah, it was still notated, which was okay, but I felt like it could have been more. Sometimes it was just in casual conversation. Sometimes it was, at least within the first paragraph. But the very first three-week time jump happened a little bit into the actual chapter itself. Yeah. And yeah, Alan, Alan, piece of shit, garbage human being. I fucking hated him. And, and this is going to be my own thing. And don't make fun of me for this. This is something that bothers me is, yes, it has the flashback of two years, but she's talking about it as she's present day talking about the past. And you know that I have an issue if it's in the past talk because a lot of books where they are like two years prior and they're talking as if they're present in the two years. You know what I mean? Like the tense was weird. Of course, Alan is stupid. He is a sick motherfucker, by the way, just we're gonna put yeah, that out there. The fact that he made his rat brothers basically get her to quit. Yeah. He was doing. He was doing because he was he, isolating her. He was doing all he could to isolate her and make mm-hmm. it so she could. O- she was only reliant rely on, him. on him. Yeah. And then I've been big letters gaslighting. <laughs> there was a lot of gaslighting. Yeah. He was well. No, I, I didn't made- understand because they didn't go into very much detail i didn't understand how her complaining about random men attacking her at the bar got rid of all her friends so when you are isolated like that you don't have friends no she made a mention of how her complaining about all these men drove away all her friends and that I mean, isolated her just, even more i mean maybe they were just sick of hearing about alan and hearing about all these men being i guarantee you they were just annoyed but it's shitty but it happens so i just i yeah honestly how much you want to bet it wasn't even her complaining about all the men that drove her friends away alan probably pulled some strings and made them disappear right we don't know this but i'm just saying that's all we got yeah context wise and then i wrote alan's gonna come back isn't he and then my note after that was why am i feeling so cynical (laughs) Like the whole beginning, I just, I knew Alan was going to come back because I knew he was going to be a problem. You don't bring something up like that and then talk about the trauma you have. Well, plus we knew from the blurb. I also feel like they gave us way too much in the blurb. So there's, I don't remember the blurb. Once I started like reading it, the blurb came back to me and I love, I love a blurb. Don't get me wrong. 
This blurb reminded me of a TikTok that I saw that someone was questioning why some people say that blurbs give spoilers. They can. And yes, I understand that they can, but this is a perfect example of that. This blurb basically spelled out the entire book. Yeah. It told us that she was going to get with these guys. It told us that her abusive ex was going to come back and fucking cause all this problems and all this stuff. Did we know? So we learn about the past and we learn about all that stuff. Case and Cam, who are going by JJ and Nick to Allie, show up at the bar again to see her and get to know her a little bit more, Get like get them in her face a little bit more. And she's kind of, I've been with them a little bit more. And there was a point that some Globama man, it was clumsy um, ass man. Oh, yeah, yeah, the clumsy ass man. Bumped into her while she was holding a huge tray of beer and it went everywhere. Glass was everywhere and they caught her and somebody like took a picture of that. And so on their next like press thing or something, they were asking about this picture and they were kind of worried about it because they didn't want her to be exposed in that way. They kind of brushed it off and it seemed like it was going to be fine. And Case had gone to the bar again to see her, kind of warn her about the picture. But then he kind of got distracted by her and ended up like slipping his number in her back pocket. There's a time, I don't remember if it was after that, when he was in with his, was it the same time? And his teammate was like kind of hitting on her. She that got, was right before the beer, yeah. Yeah, and he they clocked how uncomfortable she was. Yeah. Like, because they knew when they had touched her, she flinched. And so they mm-hmm. saw it again when someone else did it, and they're like, someone hurt her. Like, we, you know. And then they, and they just, felt that fierce protection. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, man. She turns them down a lot. It's well, like, yeah. But like, like, she kind of basically made it very clear, like, you guys yeah. can try your game all you want, but this is not going to work. Right. And then, of course, they're talking about their feelings. And I'm like, no, those feelings are not a crush. Those are those are aggressive. I don't I don't know what you think are it's crush like feelings. Insta love over here. There was a lot of that. And of course, I I got super confused a lot about who was who. When they oh. were talking, when they, I ended up having to write it down. It was fine. But I kept getting confused when they were using their fake names because I was like, wait, is that right? Is this right? Is, am I wrong? <laughs> I honestly don't know if I didn't get confused because I had written them down. When I write something down and see it in print, my brain is able to commit it. I so like on after- my paper, it says case dash JJ cam dash Nick. So I don't think that I think that's why I didn't get confused because I had it. Had well, by the down. time I wrote them down, it didn't matter anymore. Um, Is it okay? Yes, because so, right so, after, right. But so the other thing too that got me was they were worried about her being a fangirl. Yet, if she was, she would have known their real names before, like. So it just it blew my mind because they're like, oh, she could still be a fangirl. And I'm like, bitch, she only knows your fake name. You think if if she knew your real names that she would be like, yeah, those aren't your names. Obviously not a fangirl, man. Like, 
I liked getting to meet Mary though, because the next Fucking part we get Mary's to meet Mary. Mary's a great human. I love Mary's, her. Mary's fantastic because Allie realizes that she hasn't really been getting to see Mary. She's kind of locked herself up, and so she kind of forces her out of her house for a picnic. And Allie wants to find out about Nick and JJ also mm-hmm. because they kept asking about her. So obviously they know her, and so she's like, "Oh, I can, I can find out info from Mary." But when she asks Mary about them, Mary's like, "I don't know who that is. Don't say anything to them." And and but it's so funny because Mary's just a, a little hot ticket though. Who the hell says the mama? Do not have that highlighted to the vagina. What? Yeah. Like I mean, I don't. I've never heard that in my entire life. I don't. That didn't even. Yeah. Mary seems like that was off brand for Mary. Mary seems like she would have a much better term than the mama. Just saying. It was so funny though. But. The jig is up mm-hmm. because coincidentally, just who keeps a running, by, just who just happens to be running by and Mary gets all excited that her cam and case are running by and she gets to see them. Oh, like, oh, man. But it's OK because everyone's OK and all is forgiven and no one's upset and no hard feelings. I mean, OK. And so they just exchange numbers and start a group chat. They all agree to go to, now she knows they're all famous and they, she agrees to go to their games. But not before. They were fucking with each other too at the time. I kind of enjoyed that part. Like, because when they were hitting on, they're like, well, the game is on. Like, this is like between yeah. the two of them. And that's where I was, that's where I was originally like, dude, she's turned you down so many times. Like, you guys don't need to like chill. Yeah, so she goes to the game. She goes to the baseball game, and then she goes to the football game, and she it's has just... a fantastic time. Yeah, at bowl. Though after one game, she suddenly decides that she doesn't care about her job. That's what I wrote. I was like, suddenly she just doesn't give two shits about her job anymore. Oh, a, it's not really her job. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, I know it was so important for her to cover for Mary. I know. I know. That's um, why. And then I also. But... B, she had a good talk with Mary, and I think that was, she was kind of starting to realize that it wasn't as important I'm, for Mary. I'm just, yeah, I know. All of um, a sudden. Okay. And she hated that place. And yeah, yeah. I know. I know. She um, was kind of flaky. I, I wonder if she was an Aquarius. Fucking fuck you. So I did have to look up things because I just wanted to make sure. And on the good news is she didn't fuck up the fact that, yes, baseball and football do crossover. Because I was like... Yes. I had to, I looked it up and I was like, I'm they pretty do. sure they do, but it doesn't match up. So we're good there. So kudos for research. So we're just we're trying to get humor in before the bad shit happens because it's coming up real quick. I mean, this whole thing was kind of funky. Got insta love. We got well, yeah, but so old they... ladies throwing grapes at people. So after the second game, they were kind of pushing her a little harder, and they were like. If you had to choose, like, because she found an article about them, some outlet had made about, which would you choose, Cam Nichols or Case Jackson? And they were like, yeah, who would you choose? And she's like, neither. And so they were kind of like, well, wait a second. I don't, we don't like neither. Maybe you don't have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they invite her to another game. Or no, she, they didn't invite her to another game. She decides that she's going to go to another game. So when they decided that she didn't have to choose, 
They rushed, flew on planes because they were at away places. They flew on planes back to her house and were waiting on her doorstep because she wasn't supposed to work that night, but she picked up a shift and they didn't know that. And they were pounding and pounding and pounding on her door and bringing her doorbell and blah, 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 blah. They were waiting on her stoop from like midnight to like three in the oh morning. Oh my God. And they were ringing the wrong fucking apartment. And they were ringing the wrong apartment <laughs> and getting her neighbor all riled up. And, and they had hoodies on and sunglasses because they don't want to be seen. And she walked back from the, her job because that's what she did. And she sees these like creepy figures on her door stoop with hoodies and sunglasses and they scared the shit out of her, but it was them and she was all excited and they went inside and they spent the night because when she chose both, nothing happened, but they stayed the night over with her talking and just being with her. Yeah. And it was such a good night for them because it kind of just was building on. Culminated their their self. Yeah. Yeah. But. After coming off of such a high on that awesome night, they both had to leave early in the morning to go to work. And because they were at work, they weren't responding in the group text right away. And she was like spiraling because she's like, I'm going to buy game. I'm going to I bought a ticket to the game. Should I not have? Oh, shit. I can sell it. And she's like, fucking because she like spontaneous. She's like, I want to see them. But then like, oh, that was too much. Yeah, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't want to be like that. And and where they would have been like, you don't like just, yeah, definitely come. But she was spiraling. And so then when they finally responded, they're like, you know, like, we have seats for you. We're we're picking you up. Like, let's go. And so she's like, I'm I'm calling out of work to go to this game. But then, oh, never mind. I told work I'm coming. I felt better. Like, because. I, I didn't mean to make that rash decision. Like, cause like you said, she was in her head. When Cam went to go get her, she wasn't home. She didn't answer her door. And so then he went to the bar and they said she never showed up for her shift. And he was like, kind of panicked and kind of like kept looking for her a little bit at her house and stuff. So he ended up going to the game empty handed. And when Case looked up, when he came wicked late to the game and saw that she wasn't with him and he was like i don't know where she is like i can't find her kind of like he made gestures case was worried and he walked off the field and the two of them went to her apartment and were banging on her door and just as they were about to leave they heard a noise inside the apartment and they busted the shit into her door so then we get her side of things alan he saw that shit yeah, he saw that photo that had been taken at the bar. And even he though he went crazy with this, like, mm-hmm. this is some stalker. Well, ass she shit. took off and thought she took off pretty good. And she didn't even know he'd been searching for her for so long. And it's been two like, years. Yeah, she didn't realize that that, uh, I guess, obsession ran that deep that he's been searching for her for this long. And so then when he saw that photo of her in the paper, he had come a running and the bar was listed. So he went and waited out at the bar and he saw her leaving the bar and he followed her home. And that's when he saw them on the stoop with their sunglasses and their hoodie and saw her let them inside and saw them not come home. So she came home 
and she saw a person with a hoodie and sunglasses outside and she didn't even think she goes oh okay so he's here so then they go up to the apartment and he goes you stupid bitch because she mm-hmm. turned around he goes you stupid bitch you couldn't even look at my face and then he's like open the door and she goes no you thought you, you thought i was one of your boyfriends yeah your boyfriend or boyfriends because he's like yeah i know and then he explains to her what happened and then he shoves her and then takes her key and opens her apartment and brings her into the apartment and then proceeds to like explain to her how he found her all this other stuff he saw the picture he was livid because he was just gonna talk to her i was gonna have a nice calm conversation yeah right yeah about like all this other stuff you just left you left i was trying to take you out of that dumpy apartment and you know move all your stuff and you left all your stuff and all your things and you know I yeah fleeing from you motherfucker it gets even crazier because then he goes you know and I had a hard time and then he's like and I even tried I was like oh she you're the only thing missing was her your car so then I trapped that car down and I just saw this little old lady don't worry I'm not a monster she's okay but that led me to a dead end but you knew that and then I thought I had all but given up on you and then I saw the picture and then this happened. And then he's like, so basically this is her fault. And then he proceeds to literally kick the ever-loving shit out of her. He was like repeatedly kneeing her in the crotch to make her useless for yeah. them, unquote. Basically for him to go away, he would like her boyfriends to pay because he knows how much they're worth. So you know what? Five million dollars. To pay her back for all the, to the pay money he put in trying money. to move her out of her apartment and, that like, she never took probably him probably money and then also probably money to find her and all this other stuff as yeah. if that's yep. all her fault alan is yep. fucking off the goddamn rails he is about as off the rails as this entire book slash episode has been that is how off the rails this man is i think he was actually more actually no he definitely was more yeah. he just he was just going and just he was punching her boobs. He was punching her stomach. And when she He's tried to like shit out of her, he was. Yeah. And I wish I had warning about that because yeah. I was not prepared for how insane this fucking man was. Like, I knew he was kind of like, I didn't think it was going to this was going to be a rom-com. <laughs> it was like half rom-com, half really depressing. It was it was crazy. So. So all that happened. Rom-com with a side of like abduction. Violence. Jesus fucking Christ. We haven't gotten there yet. Slice of violence. Just saying. This is what the book is. I know. So all that leads up to when the boys So, But she passes out, which is why she doesn't hear anyone banging on the doors. And she She had just kind of. She can't find her phone either. Right. She had just come to when they came around the second time and that's when they heard her kind of moaning in pain to the sounds of them banging on the door that roused her finally from this whole ordeal and thankfully that did happen because then they bust the door in see her call the cops find out everything i was the whole situation was weird because they called the cops and reported everything but she never went to the hospital they didn't call a doctor to her. I thought that was very strange. She could have had internal bleeding. I guarantee you she did. And of course, like, as she's explaining everything that's going on, she's like, do not come near me, which I understand. She doesn't want to see them that way. And I had said, like, in my own notes, I was like, these boys have a lot of self-control. <laughs> Case almost caved. And, like, 
went to her. Scooped her because, up, yeah. you know, he saw Cam on the floor crying. He just wants to comfort her. Yeah, because she's but... like, hey, she goes, I have to tell you everything. And she explains basically her entire history with Alan and what had happened. And then she explained everything that just happened within this last, like, whatever time period that this just happened in. And then at the end, she goes, I have one more thing. And she goes, but you have to promise you can't come near me and you can't touch me. And that is when she, like, starts unbuckling her shirt and, like, So takes, they can see the damage. So th and they're confused because they're like, what is the fuck is happening? Because they had seen Because some as far as they can see, they can only see the bruise across her face. face. And then so she unbuttons it and that's when, like. Which is Cam, bad like, enough, but. Yeah, and then Cam falls to his fucking knees and he's like. And then Case, uh, like, it just, it was a lot. So, and when the police show up, they're immediately suspicious of the boys, of even though Which they're the I, ones who I called the police. I understand yes, that, though. But all three of them are telling them well, yeah. something else happened. But because Case walked off his game and busted in the door, like, yeah, to get to her. And they had seen they're that, telling like, you exactly what I'm happened. pretty sure there were pictures of Allie and Cam. I believe it was, and, like, when they, you know, it's their gruff or whatever, and it kind of looked like Case was pissed at them. So, like, they kind of... From the bar, that, but because they were right. mad at the, the guy guy. Not, right, yeah. so it's just, it's one of, it's, I mean, to be honest, they dropped the ball of with a lot of Of course they should look into it, but of they course. shouldn't be immediately accusing them right there. Yeah, so it know. just, and then, of course... Like, I don't remember the time. It, was, it wasn't it was very long, but all I said was, wow, she apparently healed real quick. And Good then Lord. I wrote, and here was my note. Ariel is going to be mad at their first experience because it was in their point of view, not hers. You know... But to be that might honest, have been the it, best part of it. But to be honest, I said it was good to see their state of mind going into this. Like, granted, yeah. yes, it would have been nice for hers. And that's the only other issue I had with this book was... And honest, it was hard for me because clearly she's come a long way, the author. Oh, for sure. But it's hard not to compare the book that we had already read from her where... So good. Those scenes were really good. And these were not at that level at all. No. And not at um, all. No, because my issue with a lot of these scenes was at first I thought he was using his hands, but apparently not. He was banging. It was very confusing in a couple of them. And I was like, the way the wording the was. Yeah. Um, and then I, but I did yeah. say, why be so descriptive about oral, but not about the actual sex? That there was more description from the male POV than there was from the female point of view. So literally, there was more description about blowing both of them and them going down on her than there was about any of the sex in any of the scenes, any of them. And of course, the majority of all of the descriptions were from the oh, male point of view. Don't you just hate it when they they do a bunch of buildup with the foreplay and then they get to the good stuff and then it's like, you snooze, you loose. But it's just nice that I'm not the one to bitch for for once. Because oh. usually it's just me bitching and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never enough. This was just like they gave the tease of sex. And that was and that's the part that bothered me was like, I literally thought it was his hand. And then mm -hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't his hand. And I was like, I'm so confused as to what the fuck is happening right now. And it was like. They weren't great scenes. I'm just don't saying Don't mind it. me. Don't mind me. I love. 
a good oral scene. But I would like the description of the sex too. Like, I want that. I've always said that if you're going to give, yeah. You're going to give one, give the other. Yeah. So it was just, and, but I did, like, I was in the mindset of Ariel. I'm like, she's going to be pissed because most of this is in their point of view. And I understand it from theirs because I think they had more, it's going to sound shitty. They had more complex emotions about everything than she did. And so I think it was, it was beneficial to have it in there. Especially with all she went through. I feel like this book was very focused. They were, they were the main focal points. Yeah. Yeah, they were the main character. The main character was not the main character. There I, was two MMCs, and that was just kind of yeah. There was a side. There was a side FMC. Yeah. So then shit gets crazy again because we well, can't have any breaks. So Alan kind of ramps things up a little bit and sends yeah, them no threatening shit. letters with pictures attached, basically kind of like he's watching them through they kind of just and they kind that kind of gets them to have her stay with them all the time and no no and and then they kind of just and i don't want to say brush it off but they send it to the police and then just make sure that she's protected on their end kind of thing they just you know they are covering their ass but but right but in the background alan has been puppeteering the police without anyone knowing and getting people to be sending things in he's been sending things into them like anonymous things to the he's point where paying off cops like yeah to the point where on one of the nights that unfortunately their schedules line up where she is to be alone while working they at their games get arrested for that original assault of her that we know was ellen and while they are both distracted and being arrested, Alan strikes. And kidnaps her. And she wakes up cuffed and... Um, Originally, I thought she was cuffed in a basement. She was not, though. <laughs> I know. The way that it was being described was as if she was in, like, this cement cell almost. Like you know, a portioned think... part of a basement. But then all of a sudden, she went back and described how she got there. And then all of a sudden it was like she was in the living room or, or in a bedroom or something. Yeah. I think she was like upstairs in a bedroom. Yeah. Like a second story of a weird. house or something like that. that was weird. Anywho, she got taken by Alan. Alan's an income poop. He's a nasty He's a son of a psychopath. bitch. Psychopath. Who is constantly beating her up while she's there. Curious as to what his end goal is. Right. Like what? Well, was he going to beat her into loving him? Well, it seemed like that was kind of almost his goal because there was that escalation point that we'll get to. Yeah. But it seemed like he had a kind of routine that he went out for four hours a day. So what did he do for work that he went out for four know. hours a day? I don't know. It was weird. The whole thing was weird. And and somehow she got a knife. And that wasn't fully explained. Maybe with the food think... he was giving her, she had access to knives for that. And maybe, maybe, he just snuck but I don't away. think it was fully explained. Or it maybe wasn't. it was, and I just It wasn't. That I could up. see. But somehow she got a knife, and she hit it. And she was gonna she was gonna try to use that to escape. But on the day she planned to escape, there was a press conference, and Case and Cam kind of like egged him on through the tv and mm-hmm. kind of were like 
made him really angry. So he, his hit before work that she was used to turned into like a savage, like beat down that she passed out. Yeah. So when she woke up, she didn't know how much time had passed. And it was dark outside. It was dark. So she had missed her window and he was coming home. And then he like took her out of the cuffs and was like even angrier with them. And then that was his escalation point where he was like, I'm going to make you mine and we're going to run away together kind of thing. And then he try then he goes to try to rape her. And because he took the cuffs off her, she was able to fight back a little bit to a point where she was able to kind of crawl at least to, to get to where her knife was. And he had a gun and then started to shoot towards her. But she didn't think she'd actually he'd actually shoot her. It was a weird it was a weird scene. But somehow she was able to stab him a couple times so that she could run and hide. Oh, you're crap. skipping a whole bunch. Yep. No. So for one, the investigation is a complete absolute fucking joke. Like, the cops are being paid off, and they're learning this prior to the press conference. Because they're like, why are you just looking at I don't think it ever us? said that they were being paid off. I think they did. They hinted at it. No, they hinted at the fact that the cops were being paid off. Another big thing that happened was the big I love you between the two boys. Yeah. Cause it, which was huge. One of them was like, I felt like I've never really said it out loud. Right. You've always been my person. Yeah. Unless I missed something, which is entirely possible. How did she learn that Alan wasn't his actual name? Okay, so... Because I, I missed it. It was from the press conference. To... Because, yes, it was from the press conference. Because So, knew... Alan told her and the press conference. So, the police told the boys, and the boys said it during the press conference. They said it without saying it. That So, they, it made it kind of clear that they weren't using his name. The press conference made him so angry and riled them up. But it also gave him an idea based on kind of how the police and the lawyer were wording things that he was going to make it look like she ran mm-hmm. away. And he's like, I need you to call someone who doesn't really know you that well that can pass along a message. And she was kind of like, this doesn't make any sense, but fine, fine, fine. Call JJ because she had saved JJ's number. And as JJ, when he had slipped the number into her pocket and then... When Case and Cam gave put their numbers in her phone, it was under Case Camp. Now, I'm just going to say this. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because if I put you in my phone as Crystal, and then I put you in my phone, your number in my phone as Barbie, when I dial that number, it's still going to come up with your name. Regardless of if it's possible or not, or maybe it happens to phones that aren't Apple phones. I don't know. She had him call JJ. She didn't get to touch the phone. He had access to the phone the whole time. So she told him to call the JJ number. So, but Jack Case, JJ, had a PI looking for her and had had all the calls to his phone just in case automatically be traced, thankfully, because when she called him, and trying to get him to go along with the JJ thing. She was able to talk to him and get him a discreet message that she loved them and appease Alan in the moment, but also they were able to trace the call. So yeah. 
Oh, just in time after she stabbed Alan a couple times and ran and hiding in the house, they bust open the door and take down Alan. Yes. Because the cavalry has arrived and the police are useless again. Side note, Tang- I just wanted to, I looked up something really quick because I just wanted to, mm-hmm. I will go back. Oh, so if it was can, possible. So cause she has it saved under two different numbers, which can happen, like two different names, same number. Yeah. That can happen. But hold on. Oh. Because she did not call them from her phone. They yes, had, she did. no, they did not. He goes, we are using this phone. He held up an extra phone. I wondered if it was a burner phone. You know what to say. Oh. Don't fuck it up. So he brought up the contact information oh. so that she could call them. Okay. The, because I remember Case was confused because he's like, it's not a number that I recognize. That's right. But they right. told me to answer that's the phone. That's right. So that's, that's why. Right. So technically, yes, you could have that's the same right. contact. Because I, I actually noticed that in my own phone. I have two of the same people, same phone numbers, but two contacts for some reason. I don't know why I have it that way, but that can gotcha. happen. So yeah, she didn't gotcha. actually call them from their phone. She called them from a different phone and that's why it would be possible. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Like, I knew there was something else about that. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, wanna, no. I wanted to catch that before we got too far into it because I was like, wait, nope. I knew something was up with that and something... There's a reason that it worked out fine. That wasn't, it was just because of that reason. Anyways, sorry. Okay. So she's rescued. Everything's hunky dory. They do up a press conference, basically saying that everything's gravy. And they're moving on together, together as a team in which the press are the press. But, you know. These press of this one were so much more mean than the press and pucking around was. Damn, man. He didn't really get much of her, I guess I want to call it recovery or dealing with the aftermath of all these things happening to her. Again, I think that's going to harp on this character being a little one dimensional mm-hmm. versus the other two. But we get a tiny little epilogue a couple we, months later. Can we talk about the bathtub scene? Is it in the epilogue? It's in the epilogue. I don't like it. And I have a question yeah, about it. That's kind of weird. We get an epilogue a couple months later. It's not really far into the future. It doesn't really even give us that much. It's just a little scene between them and talking about celebrating the holidays together. So what's your question? I got confused about the bathroom scene. Sure. It was more so logistically confusing. Okay. Right. So they both get in it. And if yep. you think, person sitting like this, person sitting like this, and she's like, here. Yeah. This is, this is really weird. Hold on. You make there. me draw this, aren't you? There. Here we go. This is one person. Okay. This is one person. This is another person. Here's another person. Yeah. Let's sit. So then, yeah. like, he moves his leg so they can, like, kind of be a little closer together. And then she, like, grinds on his calf. And I was like, but is this leg, like, turned, like, this? Or, like, like this? Case had kind of pulled her up kind of on top of him. I understand that, but she was grinding on the other dude's calf. But if even if he pulled her up higher and he slid down, his legs are still like this. This is not a calf. A calf is under here. So I was like, so did he like turn his leg sideways? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Right? I, I, in my head, I, I didn't think of it in that way. In my head, I just assumed he meant the top of his thigh. That's not a calf. The top of your thigh yeah. is not even close no, to your I, calf. I, I, yeah. I get it now. I just. That's your quad. But yeah, no, calf. I was like, I, 
No, are they I understand they now, but I, in my head, it like auto just. I'm just saying the, the only way that this can happen is if he. Maybe like, it's just like the angle that it was bent. The leg was bent. I don't know. You'd have to like really angle your. Uh, thank you. None of the scenes made sense. Were I done well, but I'm just saying that part logistically bothered me that I just stopped reading for a minute. And, like, in my head, I'm sitting on the couch, like, moving my leg. I'm like, with this one? <laughs> I put it as a cap. I'm so confused. So, that's all. And I did read the bonus epilogue before you even say any, some, something snarky about it. It was really long. I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. Because it was a whole damn fucking novella. It was a novella, and yeah. I, so, and here's I the thing. was like, I just read this whole thing that was so shitty fucking edited. I can't I... do it right now. So basically, like, long story short. And honestly, it was literally just a novella about Christmas. And I was like, I'm not going to get anything from it. Well, so, like, a huge thing is, is Cam never gets to be around for Christmas because of his work schedule. He, he has a Christmas game. So the whole thing is, like, because it ends with, I got to get the surprise ready, blah, blah, blah. You do find out what it is at the end of the novella, for the record. A whole ton of other stuff happens ahead of time. Still not You going to tell me? I'm going to kind of tell you, doesn't I remember everything? Cause I thought you read it. So, no. Nope. You were like, oh, yeah, I'll tell us. I don't need to but remember this, shit. Honestly, the huge thing for me was the first couple of chapters were the last couple of chapters in the book. Oh. And then it went into the novella. So it's funny because originally I was like, wow, this is really long for an epilogue. And then I saw the author note about the fact. It got turned into a novella. Yeah. Which is fine. It is what it is. I'm like, it should have just been more book, but that's besides the point. So, yeah, it wasn't like it was super long to begin with. It could have just been I mean, been it was added. like seven chapters long for the novella, but whatever. But anyways, so the big thing is, is they, they get her a charm bracelet for Christmas, and it's got a charm for every little thing that they've done. Like, they've got the grapes on there. They've got the logo for the bar that they met at. They've, they got a couple other cute little things on there, blah, blah, blah. And they're talking about how, like, Cam is super depressed because, you know, he doesn't ever get to be home for Christmas to celebrate in case we'll be there. But he's still, like, kind of depressed about it. So, and he has a game in Cincinnati. Missing his on romance. Christ yeah, he has a game on Cincinnati. I mean, not on Cincinnati, for Cincinnati. And so their big Christmas surprise is that they're going to go to their to the Cincinnati game and not tell him. So they do show up and he's doing press conference afterwards and he doesn't even notice it. And they run up to him right as he's finishing the press conference. And they're like, oh, basically like he kisses her. And Pile like on, the other yeah. Dude, yeah. The other thing that happened in the ending in the bonus epilogue was like they were having sex and like you got one in here. Are you? I think it was Case was in her. The mama. One was in there and one was in her mouth at the same time. So he, he, Case pulls out and he goes to kiss her and he almost gets her mouth and then he kisses her here because Cam is in her mouth. And he goes, I almost kissed Cam's thing. And he goes, maybe next time I'll do it just to surprise him. And then it ends. Commit or don't commit, man. But we know she can commit because we read. It, right. Pick Such a, a good pick book. a train, pick a lane. That is a good note. Obviously, she's gotten much better. Will I read anything yeah. that she's written previous to this last book that she's come out with? No, no, I will not. I feel bad that we've shit on this book so much. 
there would go there were good I mean that but that goes to show how good the other one was and that the thing is that's why we're disappointed like we talked about it too because we're like shit like this is a first novel by her and it's hard because we read Rogue and we know she gets so good it sucks because of course we read the other one and it was not great and so like to have that long of books because there's been a lot of books in between I don't know how the other books read I've never read them and to have Rogue be set such a high standard for us for this right. kind of sucks. Because but I think are. that's kind of on the same level of... Like, I'm glad her writing got much better. And I'm glad that the book... Say was- you read... Let's think of another book. Or say say we read... I mean, we can agree as much as you didn't like the book that The Sinner was decently written. Oh, yeah. No, of course. It yes, just made me uncomfortable. it was well written. I'm not saying... I, um, it's not that I so, I hated the book. It just it there were parts I didn't like, but it right. the book itself so was my very point well is written. that's like us reading the sinner and then finding out that Chantelle Tessier had published a draft that she had written of a different book from many years prior, and we read it and we were like, it would be as if the I feel like that's of- the and the book wasn't bad itself. It just could have been finessed and edited much better with the knowledge she is now. I wish that the amount that she's grown as a writer now, she would do a rewrite on this, but I don't know if she would go back and do that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Because honestly, when you find a book you like from an author, most of the time, what do you do? You purge their selection. So what happens when somebody goes back and purges their books and they find this? That yeah. would off-put me. It did off-put me. It did, and it off-putted me as well. So, what did you rate the book? Let me double-check. I'm pretty sure I gave it a three. Because, again, the premise wasn't bad. The story itself wasn't bad. It just needed to be tweaked a lot. Yeah. And there were way too many errors for me to rate it higher, in my opinion. Makes sense. I personally Yeah, I gave it a three. Solid three. So I'm going to give it a 3.25. And the only reason why I'm giving it an extra 0.25 is going to be because I took into account that this is her very first book. So as a first book, it actually wasn't that bad. It is rated a 4.2 on Amazon and a 4.0 on Goodreads. So I think my only other criticism is I wish there was more smut in it because I don't necessarily need it. I think it necessarily needs more. I think it just needs better more, fleshed out more descriptive i guess that's what i mean like, better fleshed I out i wish yeah. the actual sex scenes were as descriptive as the oral scenes and then yeah, i would have been better happy. fleshed out absolutely and honestly i probably would have bumped it up at that point who um, was who was your favorite character what's her name mary mine too honestly she was so yeah. fucking funny and she was a, i yeah. loved her so much she was the best part of this whole story who was Mary's your least favorite? I'm going to say the entire police force. You know what's so funny? I wrote Were you going to say the same thing? Detectives slash the fans. Because the fans were so mean. And like, just. Why you got to be so mean? Pink, I know. Pink, girl. Oh my God. So yeah, they were my least favorite. The detectives were pieces of shit. The fans were pieces of shit. So it just. Oh. I'm just going to go with like the entire police force because even the police yep. two years ago when she tried to get help 
didn't even yeah didn't know everything was awful because they're like well this person doesn't actually exist so it has to be you guys and like well she didn't actually file a report bros get your shit together come the fuck on like it was just wild how about your cucumber rating my dear don't give it a base maybe a two and a half three i was gonna give it like a four because of the oral scenes that's it that's the only I'm thing still that's sticking keeping it. with my two and a half three i, I didn't think that, that was were that great honestly that's the only thing that saved anything so that was that man Ugh. that was a rough one we struggled getting through that listen was, yeah the story itself wasn't bad i wish i, no. I gave it a three star three stars not bad in my book it means i i liked it it just yeah didn't... the the story had it didn't so... vibrate Did <laughs> it didn't say... vibrate it didn't <laughs> I wish that the story just had more. I think that it should have been if it was more fleshed out. I and again, it is a first book, so I understand that. But I wish it was more fleshed out than it was. We should have that as our wheel sound. Na 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 na. Listen to me, pink. See, I told you, Barbie did a disservice not having that in there. They could have had it in the boombox with the pink cassette, like it used to be, with the pink cassette, and having the three girls, because it was the three of them, have their little setup on the beach with the band. Tell me that wouldn't have been. It would have been great. So are you ready for the wheel? She said, really, shut the fuck up. Never. I would <laughs> say that straight to your face. All right, let's see what fucking shit we're gonna go through the next time is it gonna be another to one of rework our this shit we're gonna see i think this is actually one of mine for some reason my new boss has it out to get me innocent little me i'm just a petite talented darling little thorn in his side okay my words not his but he can't fire me until I quit. Long story. Joke's on him because I couldn't even quit chewing gum, let alone my dream job. So I thought I had it handled. I could survive the new boss, along with his icy dreamboat eyes and buns of steel. How he got a stick so far up that rear that tight remains a mystery. I could even endure sharing an office with a heartless Mr. Heartthrob. Easy-ish. Then I drunkenly made the challenge that changed everything. I told him I could make an interview with an arrogant jerk like him sell. His answer, prove it. If I fail, he gets what he wants and I quit. If I succeed, he backs off for good. Even if I'm seeing there's more to him with each interview, the plan is simple. Nail the story, keep hating the boss, finally get him off my back at least it seemed simple until we were eating cheap takeout pizza and watching rom-coms together in his bed what was the plan again write the story nail the boss then he gets me on my back so full-length enemies to lovers office romance with laugh out loud slow burn goodness the boss hole to end all boss holes can't afford to fall for a smart-mouthed, strong-willed employee, but fate has other plans. It definitely sounds like an up-your-alley book. It is actually a you book that you picked. I got fucking nothing in my brain every day. I got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Yeah, I got nothing. I have no fucking idea. So read with us. All right, Ariel needs to go to bed.
Yeah, it's for- 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? They're not thinking pink. Listen to me. Yeah, so I guess we're going to read this book. So read along with us. Follow our TikTok. I guess. Follow our Instagram. Email us. Do things. Be happy. Think pink. Be happy. Think pink. Just can't. This episode Just is doing a combined there. Stay on your toes. You have to do it in the Dateline voice. Thank you for watching. It is 10 o'clock. Do you? It is know- 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And thank you for watching this presentation of the games we play. Next time on Smutty Book Club, we will cover. I already forgot the name of the book. We will cover Sincerely Up Yours. Will we enjoy this book? Or will we shit on it while we make fools of ourselves? Stay tuned and think pink. You gotta sing the song now. Uh, do it in the, do it in the, come on, you got it. Do the roar. I can't look at you while I do. Hold on. Na 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 Whoa. If that's not a fucking TikTok clip, I'm gonna be so highly disappointed in you because that's, oh my God. Listen to me, girls. Think pink. Or yellow, you know. Oh, well, why? P-I-N-K, P-I-N-K, pink, pink, pink. Nope, we're not doing kindergarten. Okay. All right, bye.